Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. All right, welcome, welcome everyone to The Heart. My name is Dominic Insinius. I'm the leader here. And uh, we... uh, we have a lot of cool things planned for 2022. I don't know if it's your kind of first steps back into church if you've been gone for a long time, but uh, I want to give you some quick, uh, some quick vision for the kind of community, the kind of group of people we are here at the heart. I was talking about it a little bit this morning with uh, with our team. Um, something that has been very powerful for us from the beginning is we started this church, probably not in the best way, because we were all, all of us that started the church were carrying a lot of church hurt, church baggage with us into the start. And we're like, well, we've all had bad experiences with church, and we all don't like church people, so we should start a church. That sounds like a great idea. And uh, it ended up being a lot of fun, kind of figuring it out along the way. And that's something that we've worked so hard to, to keep and hold on to is that we are just a mess. And we are people who don't know what we're doing in life, and we're comfortable with that. We're comfortable not knowing because we at least know that we, we are in it together, that we can be in this mess together and figure things out along the way. So I'm very grateful for you to be here today, whether it's your first time or you've been here since we started. I'm grateful to have you as part of this experience that even I'm still, you know, still growing and learning on along the way. We uh, were excited about Connect Groups. I know we mentioned that a few moments ago. Connect Groups are where the juice of life happens. These Sundays are a lot of fun. Uh, we, get to, we get to hang out together and sing together and hear a message, but it's throughout the week and, and these conversations and connecting, that's where we really work out our faith and our relationships and get that going. So I highly, highly recommend you joining a Connect Group or just getting together with people outside, uh, outside during, during the week. My... Uh, My series that we're in right now, our series that we're doing is called Spiritual Detox. And what we've done for the past couple of weeks since the beginning of the year is talk through this idea of, uh, has any, well, let me ask you this. Has anyone ever done a detox before? Any kind of detox? A few people? Okay. Is part of the detox where you feel terrible about your life for a while? Can anybody? Yeah. Part of the detox is, I'm going to do this detox to be healthy, Right. But there's this part of the detox or, or a new diet or you're removing gluten or you're trying Whole30 or you're eating paleo or whatever it is you're into. There's a part of it where you feel completely miserable. And what that, what, what that is, and I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, but what that is, is that is your body missing what it used to have. Your body is missing that, that sugar or whatever was there before, and now it's missing it, and it's in pain. It's hurt. It's, it's, it's wanting that. It's a withdrawal from that. And so what we want to do is kind of talk through maybe some ideas that could p- potentially be toxic for our spirituality. And I'm not talking about for our religion. I'm not talking about for our religious mindset. I'm talking for our spirituality, the way we approach the things that we believe, the things that we think. And so how, how, do we, how do we do it if we, if we find an idea and we say, okay, well, I, I don't know if that's toxic or not because I feel fine, I'm doing fine, I'm not, in, I'm not in despair, but the way we find out if something is toxic to us is we remove it 
and see how we grow. We remove it and see what we learn. And one of the things I want to talk about removing from our life, from our faith, from our spirituality, is shame and guilt. Now, I know probably that I am more prone to shame and guilt than anybody in here. I am a, I'm pro status. You know what I mean? Like shame and guilt, we're Olympic sports. I'm representing the U.S. I got bad knees. I got a bum ticker, but I am representing the U.S. in the Olympic sport of shame and guilt for mistakes made in the past. I have this special supernatural ability to look back at the mistakes I've made in my life and harshly judge past Dominic for what he has done. Judge him for what he has said. What a buffoon he was yesterday. And uh, I, there's, this, there's this one video, and, and I want to show it to you here in a bit, but there's this one video where it was a, a video of me recording Corbin when he was, I think, I think he's six years old in this video. If you guys never met Corbin, he was six years old, now he's six foot two. So there's a lot has changed uh, over the past 12 years. And I, I always cringe looking at this video because I feel like I am such a, 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 an impatient dad in this video. I feel like I, I, I'm not, I, 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 when I watch this, when I hear the things I say, I think like, how, how could you say that? Why would you, why would you say that? Why would you do that? So I'm going to show you this terrible video where this monster of a father talks down to his son. Let's, let's, let's check it out here real quick. He's fine. Don't be scared. I know you're scared. Not even. Not even a big dog. I'm scared of big dogs. Oh, okay. Shouldn't be scared of dogs at all, boy. What a monster, right? <laughs> that is hard for me to watch. And I, I bet some of you watch that, you're like, I don't see what the big deal is at all. What's the big deal? Did anybody think that? Anybody think, what's the big deal? That's just a normal video. Anybody else think I'm a monster? Ricky, you raised his hand. Yeah, that makes sense. I watch that now. I'm like, well, that's not so bad. But in my head, I have created this, this thing. That's where it gets dangerous. I have created this thing where I, I have made these mistakes, and now these mistakes I've made as a father are on video, and they're on the Internet. Now, I mean, I can remove it. It's my YouTube channel. But you know what I mean. <laughs> These are the things I do with my past, is I look back on the things that I've done in my past, and I look at them through the cloud, through the filter of shame and guilt. Now, maybe, maybe you're not like me, and you're, you're, you're not carrying guilt around all the time, and, and, and you're not prone to shame. I'm sure there's many of you who, if you make a mistake, you can kind of just shake it off or, or just apologize and move on. I would, get, I would give millions of dollars for the ability to just move on from mistakes that I have made. Maybe you're able to do that. So I'm not, I'm not trying to tell you or, 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 or say that you, that you should be struggling with shame and guilt, but shame and guilt sometimes look like regret. Sometimes shame and guilt just look like a mistake that was made. Maybe, maybe think about that. Let's have a really uplifting part of the, of the message. And I want you to think about a terrible mistake that you have made in your life in the past. You're welcome. I'm just helping you grow. You know what I mean? I'm just really kind of working faith into your life here. <laughs> 
So maybe there's not shame or guilt to, uh, attached to that. Maybe there's a little bit of regret, though, a little bit of, I, I wish I hadn't said that. I wish, I wish I had never done that, and I was grateful to forget about it before Dom told me to remember it, and then it came back up in my mind, and I'll be dealing with this the rest of the day, right? So what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do if we can't move on from these mistakes, I'm going, to tell you, I'm going to tell you real quick, and I, I am not a Bible scholar, okay? I'm not an Old Testament theologian. I don't know everything there is to know about anything, really, uh, except shame and guilt. But the, 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 the old, in, the, in the Old Testament, God's people, they had a great system for this. They had a great system for shame and guilt and mistakes that you had made. They would call them sin, okay? They had a great system for when you committed a sin, when you did something that was against God. They had a great system, and it was the sacrificial system. If you committed a sin, you made a mistake, you did something against God or your family, you would bring a sacrifice and offer that sacrifice to God. And when you did that, you were good. It's a great system. I'd be bringing sacrifices hourly, you know what I mean? Like, just keep them coming, keep the doves on the way, or I don't know what you sacrifice. It's a great system. And I think it's a system where, where uh, uh, us humans in general can really get behind, because it's like, you do this, and you pay for it by doing this. If you do this bigger thing, then you pay for it by offering this bigger thing. It's a system that makes sense. But what are we supposed to do now that we don't live in the sacrificial system anymore? Now we're just supposed to move on? Now we're just supposed to be okay? Now we're just supposed to put it behind us and move forward? And maybe some of you can do that, but some of us cannot. I cannot just put it behind me and say, I'm not going to think about that anymore. That's not how my mind works. And then my mind does this terrible thing. Is anybody else's brain like their, 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 their arch rival, their enemy? Because it will like just bring up things that you don't want to think about. You're like, why, where did that even come from? <clears throat> you know? I want to read a, a, a verse today that's from uh, the book of Hebrews. Now, if you don't know anything about the Bible, it's okay. The, the book of Hebrews, uh, it doesn't have a specific author. There's people who think it might be uh, a few different people, but there's not a specific author for it. And what's interesting about it is it seems like it is written to Jewish Christians, okay? Might be a weird phrase for you to hear. It seems like it was written to Jewish people who were following the way of Jesus, and the reason that they say that, the reason why some scholars say that is because there is a lot in the book of Hebrews that implies you know a lot of details about the Old Testament. The writer is constantly referring back to things that happen in the Old Testament and not giving context, not giving the details. He'll say, the, the writer will say something like, you remember what happened with Moses? You remember what happened with Job? You remember what happened with Noah? And if you don't know, you'd have to go look it up. So it seems like he's writing to people who would have been very, very familiar with the stories of the Old Testament. And in this particular verse we're going to be looking at, he's talking to, that, to them about the sacrificial system. Because the sacrificial system, again, it makes so much sense. It would be so easy if it was, Dom, you were rude to your wife today. It's never happened before, not once. You were rude to your wife today, and because of that, you need to sacrifice 
your favorite jacket? I'm like, wow, that's a tall order. It would be so easy if it was like, okay, I was rude to her. Now I'm going to go give away this jacket. And now everything is good to go. I'd be like, babe. And she'd be like. She's like, well, I saw you give the jacket away. That was a sacrifice. We're good to go. That's exactly how marriage works for you single people. It's that easy. Easy peasy. It would be so great if that sacrificial sacrificial system was still in the works, but it's not. And that's what we're reading this author is talking about. So we're going to be in uh, Hebrews chapter 10, okay? So it's kind of towards the end of this particular particular book. And I'm going to read right before 17 and 18. So just kind of give a context of where the author is, is coming from here. So again, he's talking about this sacrificial system. And he's saying, we used to have this sacrificial system, but now, but now, because of what Jesus has done, Jesus has become the eternal sacrifice. See, they equated what Jesus did as being the sacrifice. Okay, so watch what he says here. I'm just going to read, starting from verse 15. He says, the Holy Spirit confirms this to us by this scripture. For the Lord says, and he's quoting back to, I think it's Jeremiah, he says, afterwards, I will give them this covenant. I will embed my laws into their hearts and fasten my word to their thoughts. And then he says, I will not ever again remember their sins or lawless deeds. So if our sins, watch this, this is juice. So if our sins have been forgiven and forgotten, if your sins, if your mistakes, all the things that you attach shame and guilt to, if those have been forgiven and forgotten, Why would we ever need to offer another sacrifice for sin? Why would we ever need to do anything else? And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I do, because I feel guilty. That's why I feel like I need to sacrifice something. But the author is saying, look, we have a God who says, I will never again remember their sins and lawless deeds. I won't even remember the mistakes you made. Not only are you forgiven for the mistakes you have made, I don't even remember them. And this author does a brilliant job of bringing this ancient scripture, this old scripture, this old verse into what it could mean for them here, saying you've been forgiven. What you have done has been forgiven and forgotten. And I think that's so powerful that that there's sometimes where I I can make a mistake and there's people in my life will say, we forgive you. I forgive you. And my dance is, tell me if you're like this, my dance is, I don't care who forgives me. I'm not going to forgive myself. Anybody like that? I'm not going to forgive myself until a certain time has passed, until I feel like I have punished myself enough, until I feel like I have made myself feel terrible for long enough, whatever it happens to be. But what the author here tells us is not only have you been forgiven, it's forgotten. That is is a powerful release of a toxic idea, a powerful release of a toxic mistake, forgiven and forgotten, out of mind. When something is forgiven and forgotten, all there's room there for is trust. And God trusts us. God believes in us. God believes in us so much 
that he created a sacrifice to end all sacrifices. I, I just I don't think God wants our sacrifices anymore. I know that's not a bold statement, uh, statement, a bold claim. God doesn't want our sacrifices anymore. If he did, we'd still have the sacrificial system, but we don't. See, when it comes to religion, at least the, some of the religion I grew up with and some of the things I've seen, it seems like religion is about getting things right. We talked about last week about having a right way to look at things. A religion will say, you need to get it right. But I want your spirituality. I want my spirituality to understand and know that we're going to get it wrong. You're going to get it wrong. And then you're going to get it wrong again. And then you're going to get it wrong again. And I'm, I'm not trying to speak negativity over you. I, I'm talking about the human condition. We make mistakes. And, and to pretend that we won't or to promise that we'll never, ever do that again sets us up, sets us up for failure. It sets us up to feel like a failure. But if we can say, if I can tell you now, hey, don't worry about it. You're going to make mistakes for the rest of your life. You're going to get it wrong again and again and again. But it's no worries. Because God already knew. God set up a beautiful system for you to get it wrong over and over and over again. God set up this great system for me to get it wrong over and over again. And that's what Jesus did. If you're taking notes, I would love for you to write this down. We're going to get things wrong because we're human, but we're not stuck there because we're loved. God loves us. God doesn't just like us. He loves us. And when you love something, when you love someone, you make space for them in your life. You make sacrifices to be with them, to show them that they are loved. Getting things wrong is natural, but Jesus righting all the wrongs, that was supernatural. We are going to get things wrong. That's okay. Religion will tell you, keep trying to get it right. Every day, strike to get it, strive to get it right. And spirituality says, I understand that I'm going to get it wrong. But I'm not looking at my wrongs. I'm looking at the rights that Jesus has done. I'm looking at the love that surrounds me in Jesus and the people that are around. Look at the people in your life that love you and support you. When's the last time you did wrong and they quickly forgave you? I want you to write this down too if you're taking notes. You can learn and grow from a mistake without the help of shame or guilt. That might just be for me. Y'all can take a hike. The rest of the message, I think this is just, I'm, I'm just, I'm talking to myself now. You can learn and grow from a mistake without the help of shame or guilt. That's the big thing I want you to hear today, is that shame and guilt are not helpful for you. Shame and guilt will, will, will prompt you, they will help you to avoid a mistake. Shame and guilt says, don't ever think about this again. Don't ever bring it up again. 
And if somebody brings it up, you feel, you feel guilty all over again. You feel bad all over again. That's what shame and guilt will do. You can be sorry for what has happened. You can regret what has happened. You can, you, can, you can admit to a mistake that has happened without bringing along these heavy bags of shame and guilt. Dominic and also whoever else needs to hear that. That's what I want for you. I would love for you to even grow a little bit in this. I would love for me to grow in this. That shame and guilt, they don't help you with anything. They hold you back from spiritual growth. They hold you back from spiritual growth because shame and guilt tell you to avoid the past mistake. But we can't grow and learn from something if we are consistently avoiding it. The way you grow and learn from something is by facing it and confronting it. Here, write this down or take a picture of it or whatever. Shame will cause us to avoid our past mistakes, but grace, God's grace and the grace of those around us who love us will allow us to confront them and grow from them. What mistake are you avoiding in your past? Like I said, maybe you're, you're not like me and you're not walking around with shame tattooed on your forehead. But what mistake have you made in the past that you're avoiding, that you don't want to think about, that you want to forget, that you wish you forgot? What if that mistake that you are avoiding, what if this, this past failure that you are avoiding is the exact thing you need to embrace and confront to grow into the person you are meant to be? I don't know what that looks like for you. I don't know, I don't know what steps you, you, would, you would need to take or, or, or would want to take in that. I mean, this is something that I hope for myself. I, I, I hope for my, myself that I, can, that I can look back at the mistakes that I have made and not, not avoid them, not look past them, not wish they weren't there, that I could grow, that I could grow from these mistakes. It was a little, it was almost therapeutic watching this video uh, with y'all today, that video of, of Corbin and me watching it with you guys really helped me. It's the first time I've watched it not alone. And every time I watched it alone, I would shake my head and get mad at myself and feel bad for myself. And now that I watched it with you guys, it wasn't so bad. <laughs> I know that I know that seems silly, but I, I I'm trying to I'm trying to show you all that. What you're hiding from, you're avoiding, it's probably not so bad. What makes it bad, what keeps those things powerful is we hide them in the dark places of our heart. And that's where they grow. That's where they turn into these monsters that we, you know, I thought I was this monster dad that was impatient with his son. And sometimes I still am. Sometimes I'm still impatient, sometimes I'm angry, sometimes I'm rude, sometimes I'm curt. Sometimes I'm not. And what I want to be able to do is take these mistakes that I have made, 
that I'm going to make because I'm going to get it wrong again. I'm going uh, to get being a husband wrong again. I'm going to get being a friend wrong again. I'm going to get being a dad wrong again. I'm going to get being a leader wrong again. So what do I do then? Do I dwell? Do I strap on shame, strap on guilt? See, I want to tell you this. You don't need to be forgiven. You already are. You don't need to be forgiven. You already are. You know, when we make a mistake, it's already taken care of. It was taken care of. Let's say I, let's say I invite you out to dinner, okay? We're going to dinner. You pick the place, whatever you want. You ever done this move? When the bill comes, it already comes with the credit card that's been charged, and it comes to me because I, I snuck the credit card to the server before. Anybody ever pulled that move or wish somebody would pull that move on them? <laughs> and then we go out to lunch the next day, and you say, I'll get this one. I was like, ah, sorry, I already paid for it before we got here. Well, let me get coffee tomorrow. I'll, I'll, I'll stop by and get coffee. And then, I, and then, then you go get coffee. And they say, oh, sorry, somebody already paid for, for your coffee. There's a, there's, a, there's a gift card here, and every time you want coffee. Well, I, I, I want to pitch in. I want to do something. That's how, that's how we feel. We say, well, I, I want to I do something. It can't, I can't just always get a free meal every time I'm hungry. <laughs> I can't just always get food every time I'm hungry. I can't be forgiven for everything every time I make a mistake. That just doesn't make sense to us. At what point do we get to buy a meal? At what point do we get to pitch in? Why is God always paying for the meal? Why is God always buying the coffee? Why is God always feeding us when we're hungry? That doesn't seem right. Why does God always forgive us when we make a mistake? That doesn't seem right. Fair. Doesn't seem fair that we get all the benefits from being in a relationship with God. And if you knew and if you have had a glimpse of what love really is, you would know that fair has got nothing to do with it. There is nothing fair about love. Love comes from deep within and gives no matter what comes back. This is the love of our God. This is the love that, that broke through generations, that broke through heaven and said, here I am, I'm here for you, and this is yours. My heart is yours. So maybe the idea that we need to detox from is that we need to feel shame and guilt, that we need to beat ourselves up when we make a mistake. Because what we can see from here is we have been forgiven and what we have done has been forgotten. And that is the power of what God did through Jesus. I want to pray with you guys today. Could you close your eyes and bow your heads? God, we are so grateful to be a people that you care for, to be a people that you love. God, we're grateful to not have to make any more sacrifices because you did what was needed. Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice for us to receive love, for us to receive hope, for us to receive grace. I pray that we would boldly walk in that freely given love, grace, and forgiveness today, this week, for the rest of our lives. We love you, and we pray that in your name. Amen.
Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at Evo Springtown. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows. Mm -hmm.